The following program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Family Face Ministries. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Revolutionary Family with Dino and Jody, where we talk about biblical principles to have a revolutionary family, guiding principles taught to us in the Bible on how you can have a revolutionary family as well. Today, we plan on talking about a topic that we're thinking everyone's going to relate to, and especially in families, but it could, it could really apply to any relationship, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about living in unity. Just something you have to be very intentional with. You do. Almost. It doesn't just happen. No. When, whenever two people, even in a marriage, you know, God says they... They become one, even though even though you become one in a marriage. There's still two two wills. And flesh. And flesh, right? And uh, like you said, we have to work at it. So we're gonna talk about that today and and how to live in unity and what that's all about, what that's like, and maybe even what to do when when that unity gets broken. Right? right, because the word says we will have trouble in the flesh. Mm-hmm. Even though we can have heaven on earth, we're still going to have trouble in the flesh. And the more flesh we have, the more trouble we're going to have. And I just got a text from a friend today that she admitted she got in the flesh the other day and she didn't know what's going on. And they're in day three of arguing. So there's a lot of Flesh and division going on in our household right now. So, hey, well, maybe they'll listen to this and it can help them. Right. <laughs> well, let's um, let's start the discussion in the Word, and I wanted to start it off with Psalm one thirty three, whole thing, and I'll start at verse one. Behold. How good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. So, starts off how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell in, together in unity. And not just brethren. I, I think this is talking about fellow believers, right? But, right. I mean, as husbands and wives, as parents, children, brothers, sisters, we're, we're, we're fellow believers. Church right? family. Right, church family. Mm-hmm how good it is for us and how pleasant it is for us to dwell together in unity. 
Um, I mean, it's just good. It is. Feels good. It's pleasant. It's like heaven on earth. When everyone's getting along. Ooh, like heaven on earth. Yeah. Like the atmosphere of heaven. It's going to be peace and love and joy. And joy. And the Holy Ghost. Yeah. And not stress and strife and division. Chaos. That's what hell's like. Yeah. It's pleasant to dwell together in unity. I um I actually wanted to maybe share a story about that. Let's you okay? hear it. Yeah, let's go. You sure? Yep. It's a personal story. All right. Includes you. Oh boy. <laughs> well, I'm I'm more of the topic of the story. Oh, okay. Includes you. Okay. So you're not going to look bad, don't worry. <clears throat> no one's perfect. Only Jesus. That's right. We're all on a journey to be more like Him, and we'll never arrive until we get to heaven. <laughs> so, <laughs> so a few weeks back, we had some guests over for a little all-time harvest party. And it was dark in the evening, and the kids wanted to have a bonfire in the back near the woods. And so we agreed to that. And, well, it was more than just a little bonfire. It was a big bonfire. And honestly, I was just concerned about everyone's safety, but I overreacted way overreacted, and I could tell right away my sons were hurt, let's say. Probably embarrassed, too, because I was thinking that here they are in front of all their peers, and they're trying to look really cool, right? And mom and dad are freaking out about, oh, the woods are going to set on fire, or the goats are freaking out, or, right? So I've been looking... Going back through the whole situation, there was a lot of different factors going on. Sure, sure. So embarrassed, Mm -hmm. hurt. Um, But I I wanted to bring that up because I wanted to talk about, you know, this verse says how pleasant it is, how good it is to live in unity. And right away, after that whole thing happened, and like, it just, I could physically feel the division. The fellowship was broken. Right. It was in the atmosphere. Like for a second, I was like, ha I'm dead, I'm right. Everyone needs to be safe. Fire bad. Dad good. No fun. And then nobody got hurt. Nothing caught on fire. But instantly, I was like, ugh, ugh. What did I just do? Um, yeah, like, the fun left the party. My boys left the area. Right. And so, I mean, I physically felt heaviness. I think there was probably some vision between you and I at that moment. Mm-hmm. So I had to just 
I, I couldn't I couldn't stand that feeling. I had to make things right. I had to apologize. I had to ask them to forgive me. And I made sure that I did it in front of everyone at the party. So um, not not for my sake, but just for the for the guys to know that um, I'm letting everyone know that I was wrong the way I did it. So, anyways, I, I just wanted to share that story because it it physically felt unpleasant for me. It was, and I'm sure it wasn't pleasant for them. And maybe you could share how it was for you. Um, nice to meet, please. I was just really embarrassed because here we have all our church family over, and not that we're a perfect family, but. You know, we're all having fun. We're trying to get everyone to have, you know, showing everyone a good time. And then Masella's breakdown, get in an argument, and bring division into the party. And the party just kind of, the joy, the fun kind of deflated very quickly. Yeah. And then I'm thinking, how are we going to recuperate from this? <laughs> this isn't going well. So it wasn't good. And it wasn't pleasant. <laughs> And, like, Lord, uh, how are we going to get out of this one? So, but there is, you know, there is a way out. You humbled yourself. We can say we're sorry, and we can, um, you know, like I said, for a minute there, I was like, I'm right. And it felt good to be right. But then all these thoughts are going through my mind. I'm like, you know what? It's not, it's not important to be right. No. Um. That's not any way to talk to anyone. I had a pastor tell me in situations where someone got offended that there's always two sides of the story and there's always a percentage that one, the other person can apologize for. Maybe it was 1% mine and 99% theirs, but there's always some type of a percent to apologize for. No matter even if you didn't ask for it, you didn't do it, right? You, there's, you could have handled it possibly differently. So even if the other person never ever apologizes, at least you can make yourself right with them and make yourself right with God, even if it's the 1%. Right. Right. So after that happened, it was good and pleasant again. Yes. Just going back to this verse. Um, and, you know, kind of looking at verse 2, it's like precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron. You know, when, when they anointed Aaron, Moses' brother, as the priest, <clears throat> they dumped oil on him. They, they, um, they didn't just dab their finger and rub it on his head. And it, like... You know, it went all over him, and it was probably like this nice, warm, soothing feeling. And um, so it was kind of like that. It was a physical thing. And it's a very physical thing. When there's division, it doesn't feel good. Um, but, but when there's unity, it says the Lord commands a blessing. So, so what do we do when, you know, when that unity's broken? I mean... That was, that was an example, uh, but I don't know necessarily if it was just a step-by-step a -step thing because people, 
deal with, when they're hurt by someone, they deal with real emotions, like feelings that, that rise up, like you said, in our flesh, right? We let our flesh control us. We're not supposed to. We're supposed to have self-control. But we're all, we all still have flesh. Um, well, and that's, we had Nico on the other day, our son, and he said, the more we spend time with God, the more we spend time in his word, the less flesh we're going to have, right? And the more we're going to understand and have the word in us of how to react in certain situations and not get in the flesh, we're going to be more walking in the ways of what Jesus would do and react versus what the world says and shows how to react, right, in the flesh. Which That's I right. thought was really good, and that came from our 15-year-old son. It was like, wow, he has very good revelation on things because he spends a lot of time with the Lord and in the Word. And Yeah, it's right. It's, it's, um, it's, a, it's a constant thing. We have to work at it, like right. you said earlier. Renewing your mind in the Word, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it says in Romans chapter 12, right? Don't, don't be conformed to the world. The world follows their flesh, right? right? No, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Get in the Word and let God um, change our minds right? and build up our spirits, feed our spirit. And, and that helps us to put down the flesh, the right. temptations, right? When we want to reach out and touch someone because they weren't very nice to us mm-hmm. or whatever, and we can overcome that temptation. So for you, it's on the other day, Lord, what do I do? What do I do? You know what to do, right? The Word shows you how to handle conflict. The Word shows you how to handle division. The Word shows you how to have unity. Like, the Bible is our life instruction book all the answers to every marriage parenting Mm -hmm. faith question is in the word of god Mm -hmm. that's our life instruction book for earth until we go and live with jesus for eternity that's right so to say i don't know what to do you got the bible you got the word get in the word there's an answer for everything in the Bible. Mm-hmm. It may not feel like you want to do that, <laughs> right? You have to overcome your feelings and emotions to get past that, to do what Jesus is saying to do at times. Right. Well, some people might not know what the Word, what the word says. Right. I mean, some of our listeners, right? But if you really want to know what to do, like you said... Read the Bible, and um, you'll find out what God's perfect will is, what his will is. And I always say this. Jesus is a social genius. He knows how to do relationships Mm -hmm. better than anyone. Right. And so you... You spend time observing him and reading his word and how he handles things and how, how the word of God teaches us to handle relationships. 
it's amazing. And that's, that's what happened to me the other day. You know, like, I, <laughs> like you said, here I am going, okay, God, I'm praying to you, please show me what to do in this situation. And this went on for weeks. <laughs> like, I don't know what to do, Lord. What do I do? What do I do? And after a couple weeks of those prayers, I think maybe he got, <laughs> I don't know, to the point where he said, all right, do you know enough? <laughs> you know exactly what to do. And I, I came across this, this in my Bible time. Can I share it with, yeah, with everybody? It's Ephesians chapter 4, and it actually happens to be talking about walking in unity with, with others. And it says, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called. So right there, that kind of stopped me in my tracks because I'm, I'm like, ooh, ouch. I know I'm called to be more and more like Jesus every day. You are too. We right. all are, right? Like you said, none of us are perfect, but we are called <laughs> mm -hmm. to that high calling. And this is saying live a life that's worthy of that calling. And when you're not living in unity, when you're causing strife and division by your actions, um, that's exactly the opposite of it. So I got, a, I got a little convicted right there, and it says... With all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, lowliness, gentleness, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So there it is, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. We, here we are again. Even the Bible says we have to work at it. So... Um, and then I, I read through the rest of this chapter, and it's really, it really just fit my situation. But I got to the end, and this is, this is what, what sealed the deal for me, where, I, where the light bulb went on. All the time God said, you know what to do, and here, here's what he told me. He said, uh, well, down to verse 29. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. What is good for necessary edification that it may impart grace to the hearers. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Here's the ouchie. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God and Christ forgave you. So, here I go again. I'm going to be transparent with everyone. Someone did something to me that I thought was unthinkable. It made me bitter angry. I raged a little. I certainly didn't speak words that imparted grace. Right. 
I wasn't and, there, though. <clears throat> and I thought about living a life worthy of the calling that God gave me. And I felt this conviction because, yep, I know what to do. And it wasn't those things, and I did them. And I, I, I just I felt so sorry, and I, I had to repent. Right then, I had to repent and apologize to God, ask him to forgive me. And then I got on the phone, made an appointment with this person, apologized, asked them to forgive me, and, um, and that weight was lifted again. So I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry. No, I think it's good. And I'm sure your flesh probably was like, why are you doing this? Your thoughts are, why am I doing this? Because it probably just didn't make much sense at the time. In one sense. It didn't make sense. The word it made sense. In the flesh, your flesh was probably saying, what in the world? <laughs> yeah. Right? It, you yeah. were wronged, <clears throat> and yet you're going, you know, there's many wrongs in the whole situation, and you were putting your foot out first to go make that situation right, even though you hadn't caused it in the first place. Yeah. Hmm. It was very hard. But with God... All things are possible. Exactly. Right? Greater, I told you that day, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Mm -hmm. That we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. We have the Holy Spirit in us to lead, guide, help, comfort, counsel us. Which I mean, just heard the other day, like the Holy Spirit gets left out of a lot of things. We always hear about God, we always hear about Jesus, a son of, a son of man, a son of God, but we never hear about Holy Spirit who lives and reigns in us as believers, we have a person helping us if we ask him to help us, right? Mm-hmm, for sure. And how often do we get busy and forget that the Holy Spirit actually lives and reigns in us? Yes, and it's his love that is shed abroad in our hearts and... It's the love of Christ that compels us. And even one translation says the love of Christ constrains us, right? It, right. It, uh, nope, don't do that. Hold back. That's do right. it my way. Don't do it the world's way. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. <sighs> oh, praise the Lord. So <laughs> this whole thing is kind of part of a a ministry that the Lord has given us. Actually, it's kind of cool because Family Face Ministries, our, our mission is restoring the face of the family, right? God is a restorer. He is a, another word for it, he's a reconciler. To put things back in right standing again, and that's part of the ministry that we're called to, the ministry of reconciliation. And I think we can talk a lot more about this in some, some more episodes. Um, 
just this whole ministry of reconciliation? How, what's, the, what's the actual process that you right. go through to, to walk in love, but when that love is, or walk in unity, but when that unity gets broken, how do you, how do you get reconciled? How do right. you get right again? You think we could talk a few more messages about this? Definitely. All right, so we're going to do that. Thanks for being so transparent today. Ooh. That's yeah, out of you your can see right through comfort me. zone. <laughs> Mr. Transparent. You can look right through me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So thanks for listening, everybody, to the Revolutionary Family with Dino and Jody. We'll be back with more on the Ministry of Reconciliation. If you get a chance, like this podcast, share it with others, subscribe to The Revolutionary Family, and until next time, we'll see you later. Face Ministries, our mission is to restore the face of the family. That means equipping families with the teaching and the tools that they need to succeed. You can support that mission with either a one-time gift or by becoming a recurring monthly partner. Your gift today will help keep families together. To give, visit familyfaceministries.org give or call us at 877-336-6540.